Rob Nation. You're invited to take your seat. Take a seat. At the Warriors Roundtable. Love Tiger. It's a three. In and out. Rebound. Out to Curry. Let's it fly. Three ball. Left corner pocket. Welcome to the table. On the exclusive home of your Golden State Warriors. 95-7 the game. Curry fires away. Three ball. Now, here's the voice of the Warriors at Warriors Vox, Tim Roy. Welcome to the Roundtable. Hi, Tim Roy, filling in for Kevin Dana. And Gary St. Jean is on assignment. We're coming to you from Boston, where the Warriors will take on the Boston Celtics. Game four of the road trip, 4 o'clock airtime, 4.30 with the tip. And that, of course, is tomorrow night. And it's a rematch, of course, of the NBA Finals. The Warriors won the game earlier this year at Chase Center. Boston will try to hold serve in this one tomorrow night. And if the Warriors win, they're guaranteed their first winning road trip of the year. A reminder, the Warriors 22-23 season is presented by Kaiser Permanente. Later on the show, I'll talk with Mark Spears of the Undefeated about the scoring explosion in the NBA and the tremendous talent that is spread out league-wide. And we'll revisit two great moments. What a road trip. The Warriors starting the road trip, playing in front of the largest crowd in NBA history, 68,000-plus at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. And then the visit to the White House yesterday where not only did they hear from President Joe Biden, but also Vice President Kamala Harris, who, of course, hails from the Bay Area. And she did not hesitate to mention that when it was her turn at the podium. Good afternoon. Everybody, please have a seat. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. It's good to see everyone. It is so good to see everyone what a wonderful day in Washington DC so while we are gathered here I do want to take a moment to address the many Californians who have been impacted by the extreme weather that um, has hit the state they and our very courageous first responders are in our thoughts and in our prayers and I've been in constant contact with California state leaders and the president will have more to say about our administration's response, but they are very much those Californians in our mind. And now I will talk about our beloved warriors. So as a very proud daughter of Oakland, California, It gives me immense personal pride as the Vice President of the United States to say, Dub Nation is in the house. (laughs) My family and my Bay Area friends are among the many who are gathered here to congratulate our Golden State Warriors the 2022 NBA champion. So on a personal note, I have been a Warriors fan my entire life. And this team has been a constant source of joy and pride for me and for so many of us. Doug and I 
the first second gentleman of the United States, together with our family who are here, have watched this team on television and in person. I have a fond memory of a particular playoff game in Oakland at Oracle. So we were headed to the game, but stuck in standstill traffic. And we were worried that we were going to miss the tip off. Now, I was Attorney General of California at the time, and to the dismay of my security detail, I decided to jump out the car <laughs> and take Bart instead. <laughs> and got on a jam packed train with all the other fans. We got to the game on time, and yes, the Warriors did win. <laughs> It was a glorious day, and I even caught my Lakers fan husband cheering them on. <laughs> Six years later, after President Biden and I were elected, the Warriors presented me with a jersey with the number 49 to commemorate my number as vice president. It still hangs next to our treadmill at home. <laughs> and as many of you may know, I work out every morning. So every morning, I look at that jersey, a symbol of grit, determination, and teamwork. My pride in the Warriors today is not only because they win, but because these players, their coaches, and this entire organization consistently stand for the principles of equity, equality, and justice. which they do with great integrity and excellence. So for all of this, I congratulate our warriors, and it is now my great honor to introduce two people who embody and live by these important principles. One of them is a two-time MVP and a four-time NBA champion. The other is the champion of our nation. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Please welcome Steph Curry and the President of the United States, Joe Biden. I'm tempted to say, as honors them to be here speaking, I'm not sure I wouldn't be more excited if I was standing back there. <laughs> Kamala, thank you very much. Uh, <clears throat> feels like a war home game, and uh, the toughest ticket in town. And this has been a tough ticket to get in town. Nancy Pelosi, where are you, Nancy? Nancy. <laughs> Greatest speaker in our history, and this is her home court right here. <laughs> Folks, it's so wonderful to be here. Paul. Good to see you, Paul. There's several other members of the California delegation here are also here, along with several city and state leaders. But as Kamala said, we're uh, we're all closely monitoring the storms, the floods, the landslides all across California. And our heart is with all of the families.
all the families in the communities that are hurting and all the brave and historic and heroic first responders. Working closely with Governor Newsom, I'm in constant contact with and the entire delegation, I issued a disaster declaration to support recovery and to rebuild. And I'll be traveling to California on Thursday to assess the damage and see uh, what additional support may be needed. Difficult moments like this remind us that uh, we are one America. We're one America. And folks, I know the team we're honoring today understands what it takes to work together. Let me just say that uh, the Golden State Warriors are always welcome in this White House. No more droughts. <laughs> I mean, in California. And congratulations to Team Loader, Peter and Joe. Uh, congratulations to the staff and coaches and fans, and most especially to the incredible players standing behind me. Today, the Golden State Warriors are known as one of the most successful franchises in basketball and all of sport. And four NBA titles, six finals, and in the last eight seasons. That ain't bad, man. That ain't bad. The stat line of a dynasty. But uh, the last couple of years are pretty tough. They struggled in 2020, missed the playoffs in 21, and critics wondered if this team was gone for good as a championship team. But, fellas, I know what it feels like. (laughs) I've been there. My dad just said, Joe, get up. Just get up and never give up. But you never gave up. And you always believe. Coached by one of the greats, a man of courage and humility, five rings as a player, four as a coach, Steve Kerr. By the way, he's run out of fingers. You all see the size of those rings? He has to walk along like this. Well, I tell you what. And one of the best executives for us, Bob Myers. The rebuilt. And reimagined the team around the big three, Steph, Draymond, and, uh, and Kai. Well, you guys are so incredible. I mean, you add up to 72 feet. Um, you're amazing. I swear to God, you're incredible. You worked like hell to come back after missing uh, two and a half seasons in injuries. You brought Andre and you signed another group of up-and-coming stars. In 2022, you showed what you're all about, heart and hustle. Finishing near the top of the Western Conference at the end of the regular season. In the playoffs, defeating Denver, Memphis, and Dallas. And in the finals, beating the Boston Celtics for the Warriors' seventh title in franchise history. That's pretty damn good. Steph, earning your first finals MVP award. Finals, that's not bad, man. <laughs> How's it feel compared to all those other MVPs? Yeah. <laughs> the best one? All right. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, it goes with this two regular season MVP awards, including the first unanimous MVP in NBA history. cementing his place in history among the best ever. 
You know, and they don't do it with a style of play that does anything other than reflect America. Constant motion with individual freedom and personality that comes together as one team, a team that plays with joy, with drive to be their best and reflects the vibrancy of the Bay and the culture of our country. It's no wonder why millions of people at home and around the world stop and watch you play. And that's true. Wherever they can tune in, they watch. You entertain, and above all, you do something that I don't even think you guys think about a lot. You inspire. You inspire, unrelated to basketball. You just inspire. And let me close with this. On Sunday, it would have been Dr. King's 94th birthday. I believe I had the great honor of being the first sitting president to deliver a sermon at Sunday service that uh, at his cherished Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta. Fellas, we've been on some big stages, but that was something special and humbling for me. You could feel his spirit. You literally could feel his spirit, at least I could. His, his moral vision of a beloved community where, uh, where we uh, move forward. And we move forward together. It's exactly 60 years ago this month when President Kennedy hosted the Boston Celtics as the first NBA championship team to visit the White House. A few months later in August, the Celtic legend Bill Russell's returned to Washington, this time to stand at the Lincoln Memorial to hear Dr. King deliver his I Have a Dream speech. I know this is the first season without Mr. Russell since his passing last year, and we miss him. But we know that all of you carry forward the through line of greatness and service that he and Dr. King represented. It's fitting we continue the tradition to host the day after Dr. King's holiday. Look at what this team does, speaking out against racism, standing up for equality. I mean, speaking out loudly against racism, standing up for equality, encouraging people to vote empowering children and their families to eat healthy, learn, and play in safe places, rallying the country against gun violence. And, Coach, I want to thank you again. His dad was a great man and professor of Beirut University and so much more, but he was a victim of gun violence. But it matters. We always believe that America can be summed up I believe in a single word. I was asked by Xi Jinping on the Tibetan Plateau some years ago. He said, can you define America for me? This is God's truth. And I said, yes, in one word, possibilities, possibilities. Each of you individually and together as a team prove that anything is possible if we do it together. There's nothing beyond the capacity of this country if we work together. Nothing. I really mean it. Believe that with my whole heart and soul. Our national motto is e pluribus unum, out of many, one. Well, you put the dub nation in that place. (laughs) Strength in numbers. That's the warrior spirit. That's also America. And now it's my honor to introduce someone I really admire, not just as a player, but as a person. We all know the state line of championships and MVPs. We see the highlight reels, one of the sharpest shooters to ever play the game. But when you watch Steph Curry play, you can also see a man of character who puts in the work, who walks his faith, who loves his family, 
and brings people together as one of the great sportsmen of our time. And besides that, he, the only thing he and I really have in common, we both married way above our station. <laughs> way above our station. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you for that, President Biden, uh, Vice President Harris entire White House, White House staff. Thank y'all for uh, welcoming us here, the entire Warriors organization, every teammate I have, every coach, uh, front office, executive staff, everybody that's here celebrating with us. Um, we are a team. We do it together. And to be able to celebrate our championship together with you here, it means a lot to bring that trophy here. Um, it means a lot. I think we were here seven years ago um, for our first championship. So to, uh, to have another opportunity to be here means, means the world. Um, we had a connection, obviously, with your former boss, President Obama, with his Chicago ties and watching Coach Kerr and celebrating championships there. But there is a connection to you. Uh, I know you uh, grew up in Scranton, uh, Pennsylvania, and that's two hours away from Philly, which is uh, where the Warriors organization began uh, in 1946 and won our first championship. Um, so we, 46 has a nice ring within, <laughs> with you as a 46 president. Um, so that is a, a great connection there. And then obviously vice president Harris, uh, representing Oakland, representing the Bay area, the way that we do every time we step foot in the court, which we'll be able to do here in DC means, means the world. So you are, uh, our, I know a huge fan and you're loud with it too. And we, we love that. So we appreciate you. Uh, keep doing. No, that's the yeah. Yeah. We, we love that. We love that spirit. And we want to continue to make you proud with everything that we do. Um, and uh, again, for us to be here to uh, find the, the, the common synergies within you know what we do on the court and what we represent. And uh, when it comes to providing hope, inspiration, uh, belief uh, to everybody that watches us play, that's what you do in, in your roles uh, leading our country. And um, to continue to do exactly what you said, uh, do things together, uh, continue to preach that message. That's, that's what we're all about. And, and obviously in the pursuit of, of winning championships and doing amazing things. Uh, we, we brought some gifts for you. Uh, we have two jerseys, uh, a number 46 and a number 49 that we would love to have you a part of Dub Nation forever. And uh, um, maybe find it maybe on the wall in the Oval Office. Or in your office. <laughs> That would be, uh, we'll come back. Hopefully we'll be able to come back and check and see if it's up there. But uh, <laughs> I want to say again, thank you for letting us uh, be here to celebrate and for our families, our staff, everybody here on the, on the stage. It means the world. And uh, hopefully this isn't the last time. So thank you. Oh, it's so exciting. So fun to be here, um, you know, to visit the White House, to be on the grounds, to meet the president and the vice president and to see our team, you know, celebrating um, our entire organization really um, celebrating the championship today. This is a special day. Second time at the White House with the Warriors. Um, the first time was fun. Uh, I got to see Obama, which is special to me. And uh, this time, I think I'm, I'm just more relaxed this time, uh, just making sure the young guys get a chance to see everything, get a chance to take it all in and uh, enjoy the experience. Uh, as you get older, you get a little more uh, cynical and, yeah, you stop appreciating things you once did, and then you get old and forget that you should have appreciated those things. So making sure that they're having a good time. It's absolutely amazing uh, to be back after seven years. Obviously, we, we know what this means, and so 
to, to accomplish that is always incredible. I think, you know, when you've had, when you've accomplished that before and didn't quite get the opportunity, it sucks. As a kid growing up in Saginaw, Michigan, you only dream of seeing the White House, let alone having the opportunity to attend or be celebrated. And so for us to have this opportunity is absolutely incredible. Uh, thankful for President Biden and the administration for rolling out the red carpet like they did for us today. It's been an amazing experience and one that never gets old. Yeah, yeah. So Steph and I were invited to go into the Oval Office uh, with the president, and uh, he showed us the the history on the walls and uh, the art and uh, told us stories uh, about his career and his family and asked us about ours, and uh, it's a wonderful visit. Today was amazing. Um, something we were looking forward to for a while, to come and celebrate a championship from last year and meet President Biden, Vice President Harris, you know, the whole staff, uh, White House staff, and, and uh, people that love the game of basketball, love what we've been doing um, as part of Dub Nation, and talk about some, some important things around uh, issues that are near and dear to, to, to our hearts as players, the organization, Coach Kerr, and um, yeah, the second time we got to come here, it was pretty special. I've never been more nervous uh, doing a, a walk in front of, like I walk, play in front of 19,000 people every night. But when you turn the corner with President Biden, and uh, I mean, this is what he does every day. I was a fish out of water. I didn't know how to compose myself. Um, it was it was definitely a moment I remember for a long time. And then be able to uh, to speak at the podium right after him um, and on behalf of my team and the whole organization, it meant a lot. I mean, visiting the Oval Office, which I know there's no footage of, but I actually put my two feet in there and got to see, uh, you know, the, the behind the scenes of where uh, President Biden does does his work and you know his, his safe space to lead our country. Uh, it was cool. He he showed us uh, around, you know, all the the history of. It. Through, through pictures and memorabilia and stuff that uh, talk about his family, his, his political career, and things that are near and dear to him. And um, it's like we were at home when it was pretty special. So lucky to have the chance to work with number 30 as part of my NBA journey. Hey, our upcoming broadcasts are brought to you by Ticketmaster. Tomorrow night, the Warriors are in Boston, 4 o'clock with the airtime, 4.30 the tip. They take on the Celtics and then... Yet another back-to-back. The Warriors will lead the league in back-to-backs this year. They go to Cleveland to take on that up-and-coming Cavalier squad. 4 o'clock with the pregame show, 4.30 with the airtime. And then, no rest for the weary. The Warriors will fly back Friday night, land about 3 in the morning on Saturday. And then Sunday, the early game, 5 o'clock with the airtime, 5.30 with the tip. It's the Lunar New Year celebration as the Brooklyn Nets are in town. And then on Wednesday... Wrapping up what I think might be the toughest four-game stretch of the entire season, the Memphis Grizzlies come back to Chase Center. You remember how much fun it was on Christmas Day, the tidings of great joy between the two clubs. 6.30 with the airtime, 7 o'clock with the tip. That ball game on Wednesday night brought to you by Michelob Ultra. And then Friday, Toronto's in town. Brought to you by NBC Sports, 6.30 the airtime, 7 o'clock with the tip. And on the Memphis and Toronto contest, Tom Tobert will be alongside. We'll continue with the conversation with Mark Spears when we come back here on the roundtable right here on 95.7 The Game. Each and every member of Dub Nation has a seat at this table. 
Would everybody would please take your seats. The Warriors Roundtable has returned on 95.7 The Game. The roundtable rolls right along. Mark Spears of the Undefeated and Anscape will join us in just a moment. Join us live at Chase Center on January 22nd. The Warriors take on the Brooklyn Nets. All fans in attendance receive a set of custom red envelopes for our Lunar New Year celebration. Get your tickets now at warriors.com or call AAA GSW Hoop. Representatives are standing by. It was before the ball game in Washington, D.C., where I caught up with Mark Spears doing what we do, watching players warm up, listening to the bounce of the balls, and talking some round ball. Well, here we are. We're kind of in our office here. We're sitting courtside in Washington, D.C. before the game between the Warriors and Wizards on Martin Luther King Day. And, and Mark, uh, uh, I'm still amazed once in a while that we get paid to do this. <laughs> I tell people all the time, and this is a true statement, that I write about basketball for a living. And this is my 24th season. I know you got me beat. Congratulations on your recent award as well. And uh, But, you know, I actually, being in D.C. is kind of interesting because I played college basketball here one of my years uh, at the University of D.C. And I'll never forget, and God rest his soul, my coach Ed Epps told me, if you care about basketball as much as you do that god dang journalism, you'd be a hell of a player. <laughs> I just think I knew that, uh, you know, my best way to, to the NBA was writing. Well, it, we're all the better for it. Uh, we appreciate that. But uh, what a what a great year so far for the NBA in this regard. You know, we have so many talented players right now in the league, and and they're putting up some incredible numbers. Why do you think there's been like a little bit of mini offensive explosion this year? That's a really good question. I'm gonna try to come up with an answer for it. I just think right now the offensive players are just so good at the elite level that um you know it's I'm, i don't know if i have a understanding of even as good as they are how they're able to do this you know um i know that threes are available to the greats as much as they want um but defenses shouldn't be that bad man <laughs> like what happened to double teams or like you know make somebody else beat you so i'm actually i don't have an, an answer because I'm, I'm actually kind of confused that we've had so much big output well, usually the coaching staffs will find a way. So I think eventually they'll figure out something, and we'll try to slow this down a little bit. But but I just I just think what a great time to be an NBA fan. You know, you got Giannis, you've got you know Donovan Mitchell put up seventy in the game. You know, you got the, the Splash Brothers, you got Embiid, you got Luca, you got LeBron, you got all these great stars around the league. You know, and and every now and then somebody will write an article about how the league is, you know, it's, it's going down a little bit. But I don't see that. It just seems to get better and better and better. Yeah, I, I think the only gripe now is that uh, stars are missing games, you know. And I, I think when, when LeBron walks away, when Steph wa- walks away, the league will be in good shape. The same way it was when Kobe left and Michael left and Magic left, Bird left, right? Um, but I think the, pl- what, the one thing that's plaguing the league right now is so many guys are taking time off. It's, it's kind of confusing to me as well because aren't our doctors better than they've ever been? Well, I think like we know Bill too Russell, much now. You know? Bill Russell didn't have this doctor. Right? Kareem didn't have this doctor. Larry Bird didn't have this doctor with this much uh, information and technology and equipment. 
but yet today's stars are missing more games than than ever in league history and so uh, I, I think somehow that has to be fixed you know one way I think they could fix it and they've started doing this let's see, take case of the Warriors Warriors had a, a tough stretch on the road and both times it ended up in New Orleans. Yeah. So the fans didn't get to see Steph in those games. Both games. Both games. Yeah. So why not, you know, just have the Warriors come to a place like that and play two games? Yeah. And Steph will play in one of the two, yeah. right? So yeah. that, so I, th- I think that's one way they can kind of get around that. I mean, it's yeah. maybe altering the schedule. Well, to your point, too, one of the benefits of that is that you don't have to go there two times. Like, I think it's easier on your body, too, when you're there for a couple days. One thing I saw when I was in the bubble wasn't that when Anthony Davis was his healthiest yeah and I think the reason why was he didn't have to go anywhere he didn't have to get on any planes he was in the same place it was warm right like yeah my knee's killing me right now and it's cold um I think that maybe it's time for teams to you know you go somewhere you play a team twice unless they're in your in their your division maybe you could split it up that way but no, no reason to not play the Spurs twice while you're out there. Maybe the fan doesn't like it, but it does make it easier for everybody to see. But obviously, on, it doesn't. That doesn't fix the Eastern Conference. No, because you're only like in Washington. You know, you're not going to see Clay, right? Right. So. Yeah, it's it's a really tough equation. We're talking with Mark Spears here on the Warriors Weekly Roundtable. I'm Tim Roy. I'm filling in for Kevin Dana on the roundtable, which is kind of cool, but. Uh, you know, let's let's talk about the, the the dubs for a second. Do you have any rational explanation that you could put on this home and road you know conundrum that the Warriors have created? I mean, you ask me all these questions that I don't seem like an NBA expert. Um, no, because they've always been so great on the road, especially in the playoffs. So very confused by it. Um, I, but I don't think the team overall is playing that great right now. You know. Um, got to get Wiggins back going to to an all-star level and I think that will spark this team more uh, when he's able to do it I think Steph will even start playing better I kind of feel like there's some rust to get knocked off with those two guys even with Iguodala who I don't think is playing today Um, so that you know there's too many guys being missed it's it's too many uh, different lineups not getting used to each other but the thing is about the only silver lining to this is the Western Conference is helping them. Yeah. Like nobody's running away with it, but still in all, man, it's it's past the midway point now, or it's at the midway point now. Hey, no, got to start winning some games. It's funny in the West, you know, whatever team goes on the the five game winning streak, bolts to the top. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like somebody said, I was in Memphis yesterday for some MLK stuff, and like, yeah, if we win tomorrow, we'll be in first place in the West. They're like, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and take your turn in the seat. With <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, it's tough. It's tough to stay in that iron throne. You well, know? the question is, is uh, like, are the Warriors going to get back in their seat this season? And it's it's seeing less and less likely. I mean, the thing is, though, like, you don't want to be in a playing road, man. You, at least as long as they're in the top six, I think I'm not worried about them. But they got to be in the top six. Okay, uh, one thing I'll mention to you that I looked up uh, on January seventeenth. 
2022, the Boston Celtics record was 23 and 22. Yeah. So anything is possible there. But I wanted to ask a final question. You know, I grew up in, in Connecticut. I'm a, a white kid just outside of Hartford. I did witness some riots when Martin Luther King was was shot in, in Hartford. Uh, saw some riots in Hartford, Connecticut. But what does MLK Day mean to you? Um, It means a lot of things. I mean, it's funny to think that he wasn't alive in my lifetime, right? And not saying how old I am or how old you are, um, but I was always inspired by him. He was one of the, probably the only black figure of importance that I got taught about in school. And so I think peace, I think unity, uh, I think fighting through adversity when I think through him. And, and I also, what I hope for is that this holiday isn't seen as just a black holiday. I want it to be seen as it's an American holiday and that people of all races, you know, will, will take time to learn about his teachings um, on this day and, and not just ignore it because it's, it's, it's a black, it's, it's not a black holiday. It's, it's obviously celebrated by black people, but it should be celebrated by all people worldwide. Amen to that. I appreciate your time and your your insight as always. And and uh, you know, there's that sound, that sound of the bouncing yeah. ball that we have. And on the MLK Day, it's, it's it's you know there are some certain days during the NBA season that are really fun. Obviously, Christmas, right. the season opening game, playoffs. But to me, like MLK Day is always special because you know it's if you've never gone, go to one, yeah. so you could like just see the celebration during the game and the videos and the tributes and the lessons and everything. It's it's a really, really cool game to experience. Mark, as always, thank you so much. Thank you, sir. We're so happy that Mark Spears chose journalism as opposed to pursuing that basketball career. Don't get me wrong. He was a great basketball player. To play at the collegiate level, you have to be really, really good. But we're so happy he chose to write because NBA fans are richer for it. He's one of the all-time best. Listen up, Dub Nation. All-Star Voting is live. Dub the vote. Brought to you by Google Cloud. Gives you the power to send your favorite Warrior player to this year's All-Star game. Go to warriors.com slash dub the vote to vote now. If you've just joined us, don't worry. We saved your seat. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. At the Warriors Roundtable on 95.7 The Game. Curry behind the back. Wait, stops it. Pops on the way. Ridiculous three on the white sideline. Now here's the voice of the Warriors, Tim Roy. When you have the job that I have, one of the great jobs of all time, and that's to be the voice of the Golden State Warriors, on a road trip you look for singular moments, and every now and then you get a a special moment, an historical moment. This road trip, it started out in San Antonio. The Spurs celebrating their 50 years of pro basketball, both in the ABA and the NBA, turned the clock back and played the game in the Alamo Dome. And they opened it up from its usual configuration to fit as many Spurs and NBA fans as they could. And they broke the all-time record. 68,000-plus on hand to watch the Warriors play the Spurs. Golden State ended their season-long homestand with a rather disappointing result. 83 to 60. Cool. Double clutches a 17 footer. Had it blocked from behind. And Bridges comes up with it. Bridges has been everywhere tonight for Phoenix. 
Lee gets the ball to Craig. He's wide open for a three. Jeez. My goodness, this is out of control. The ensuing road trip starts here in San Antonio, where the Spurs are celebrating 50 years of basketball. And to highlight that history, tonight's game is in the Alamo Dome, where the Warriors have a soggy memory. Ladies and gentlemen, just proceed calmly from the affected area. Everyone else, stay in your seat and remain calm. Golden State is in San Antonio. A leak in the roof, and it seems like every time we come to this place, there's something wrong relating to water. Up above, out of absolutely nowhere, this is the most asinine, ridiculous thing I've ever seen as a broadcaster. It is certainly the most bizarre. Now, I don't know whether someone went up there and turned on a fire hose. Obviously, it is a fire hose to protect the, the place here, and it is very powerful. Well, you know what happened? I think it uh, it got ignited and triggered by the fireworks yes. display. Yes, automatic. Just as we went away to the interview, you may recall you heard the fireworks begin. Didn't have a chance to comment on it because we were leading into the interview. That is a sensitive smoke alarm. Unbelievable. Well, that's the kind of smoke alarm you like to have in your house, I guess, but not in an arena that seats about 30,000. There are a lot of soggy nachos here in the Alamo Dome right now. <laughs> Unreal. Well, now they're trying to just calm everybody down and usher them back into the seats. Yes, you're not seeing anything wrong with your television. It is a water delay. Last year, as you pointed out, there was an 11-minute rain delay during a heavy rain shower because of a, a leak in the roof. And it seems like every time we come to this place, there's something wrong relating to water. Maybe someone is sending a message. <laughs> yeah. This place was built for football. These people that you're looking at, they are totally drenched. I mean, some of these people, their clothes are absolutely sopped, what particularly the ones that were right under that big fire hose. Well, the Spurs are going to get a humongous cleaning bill, that's for sure, from all these people who dress to the nines. Look, they're mopping up the uh, scorer's table. Look at these people, little kids that can't believe it. You think this will make a few highlight tapes tonight? I think it will. And fortunately, this is a very hot and humid area, and it is still very, very warm. It was around 80 degrees today, but the humidity was around yeah. 90 to 95. So can you imagine if this is the dead of winter? Yeah. We'd be on uh, a frozen pond right now getting ready for hockey. Well, I heard of trying to cool you off, but this is ridiculous. We're going to step aside, try to mop up our area here, get dry. Don Nelson and Ed Gregory of the Warriors coming out. Uh, they are in disbelief. We'll uh, step away here on opening night. What a way to start things off. And we'll come back with more wetness in just a moment. 18th season as a head coach, 13 as a player here. We're talking over 30 years in the NBA. Is this the most bizarre moment you've ever seen? We've been hosed. No question about it. This is the biggest wet t-shirt contest I've ever seen. <laughs> That's why he's smiling so much. I just recalled something. When I was with you in the Celtics back in the 66-67 season, going down to Providence, Rhode Island, there was some of the home games we used to play down there at that Red Barn. Didn't it get iced out one time? The floor had uh, condensation and the, the game was not able to be played? Yeah, we've canceled. Uh, I've been involved in one cancellation, and I should have. There should have been another one where we had a slippery floor one time. But usually, it's condensation from the ice. Never like this. This is bizarre. This is Greg Popovich, big blast off, huh? 
you know, I'm reading the papers all, you know, the last couple of days down here, and they're talking about Don Nelson and some of the funny tricks that you would be pulling in the game tonight. But I can't believe this would be planned. No, not by me, although I wish they'd cancel the game. I'd rather play it in a month or two. <laughs> I've seen you do some color commentary before. I'd like you to describe this action. You were in the locker room. This is what it looked like. Well, that reminds uh, me of a lot of friends of mine after they've had too many beers. Can you be believe the deluge of water? I mean, that, those stands were completely filled, and those people were drenched, and it, it went on for about three minutes. Miss Joy sitting right over there. She's all wet. Look at, uh, she, she, there's some umbrellas opening up. Those are the smart people. How'd they know that? I don't know how they knew to, to bring an umbrella. Re recall last year we played here, there was a rain delay when the roof was leaking? I do, yeah, and uh, you know that that was caused for some problems, but uh, boy, this thing doesn't, it doesn't want to miss anybody. It's just spraying back and forth, isn't it? It's unbelievable. It reminds me of you in the wind. Ladies and gentlemen, just proceed calmly from the affected area. Everyone else, stay in your seat and remain calm. The problem is being corrected right now by the fire department. Just remain calm. Obviously, fans, there will be a delay. Just stay in your seats or go out into the concourse area if you choose to do so. The start of the game will be delayed. Well, only thing I remember is my wife's hair got wet. And I paid $60 to get that hair done that day. <laughs> and with her not working, you know, I'm paying all of the bills. She used to work as a nurse, but she retired, whatever that means. Ellie will throw it in. Duncan, Elliott, Robinson, and Kerr on the floor. Delay of game. Into Sean Elliott. He fires the three. I get the pleasure of announcing that once again you set a new standard for the NBA. Tonight's attendance is a record for an NBA game at 68,323. Congratulations. How about that? NBA record 68,323. And you would talk about a great ambassador for the NBA game, David Robinson. Same old stuff. The defensive end, it begins with sprinting and turning. At the offensive end, it's about cutting, making the passes, everything's .5, good to great, everything that we talk about all the time. That's the deal. We'll make shots or we won't, I don't care. We care about all the other stuff. So communicating early, early, early is important because they move and chase space better than anybody. Great test for us, great learning experience. Ball comes up top, Collins guarded by Looney. Passed to the wing, deflected and saved by Poole. Iguodala runs it down on the break and raises up for a right-hand slam. Andre 
Coming down the floor, left to right. Turn the clock back, number yeah. nine. Oh, he, he loved that. My goodness. Ball thrown in at half court. The Spurs will let it run out as well. Final seven seconds. Well, it's been a festive atmosphere tonight. 68,323. A new NBA record for attendance. And the Warriors put on a show for them tonight. Golden State with eight players in double figures. The only one who, only two players who played and didn't get the double figures were Draymond Green. He had double figure rebounds with 12. And then Andre Iguodala, who had five points. A lot of handshakes and hugs on the floor. A lot of respect between the two ball clubs. And the final score, 144 to 113. My thanks to the great R.C. Davis for his work on those features. We may have to get back to doing more of those features because they're great fun, they're well done, and it gives you, the fan, the chance to live or relive those experiences. We'll check the upcoming schedule in just a moment, but a reminder, Dub Nation, AEW Revolution is coming to Warriors Ground. Don't miss AEW's Revolution's debut at Chase Center on Sunday, March the 5th. Get your tickets now at ChaseCenter.com. Wow, this hour just flew by. I'm Tim Roy filling in for Kevin Dana. Glad you've been with us here on the Warriors Weekly Roundtable. Our upcoming broadcast brought to you by Ticketmaster. Tomorrow, the Warriors in Boston with that NBA Finals rematch. 4 o'clock with the airtime, 4.30 with the tip. Friday in Cleveland, that's a very good squad. 4 o'clock airtime, 4.30 tip. And then the Warriors come back home, a quick turnaround to take on the Brooklyn Nets. That's 5 o'clock with the airtime, 5.30 with the tip. Tom Tobert will be alongside for the Lunar New Year celebration. And then Wednesday, the Memphis Grizzlies come to town, 6.30 the airtime, 7 o'clock with the tip. It's brought to you by Michelob Ultra. And Friday... The homestand continues as the Warriors welcome the Toronto Raptors. Presented by NBC Sports, 6.30 the airtime and 7 o'clock with the tip. Hi, Tim Roy. Thanks for listening to the Warriors Weekly Roundtable. Thanks for Kevin Dana. Let me keep his seat warm for next week's show. And a pleasant good night from Boston, Massachusetts. Warriors and the Celtics tomorrow night starting at 4 o'clock right here on your home for Golden State Warriors basketball, 95-7 the game. You've been listening to the Warriors Roundtable. Curry brings it through. One hand three. Up and good. For the exclusive home of your Golden State Warriors. That playful and nailed it. 95-7, the game. For tickets, call 888-GSW-HOOP.